Welcome to episode 52 of the Old Will Lives, a Warhammer podcast. We're going to delve deep into the lore, rules, and strategies of this epic tabletop game. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm joined by our now usual co-host, Niklas and Morten. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. As well as a special guest, Jens the Runner. I am here. I have uh, run some laps, and now I'm going to drink some beers. And in this episode, we'll be discussing the latest news and rumors from the Warhammer community as well as taking a closer look at some of the most powerful factions and units in the game. So sit back, relax, and for another exciting episode of The Old World Lives. <laughs> Bebop, yes. No one will suspect anything. Mm. Powerful and while, units and, and factions. Yes, yes. Wow, of that's, course, that, of course. Does, that doesn't sound like us. Also, while we're, while we're at it... Uh, uh, assuming that Morton's worm is a Morton's worm is a hypothetical person who works in the field of worm science, their next step in their career would be would depend on their career goals and specific interests within the field. Some potential <laughs> options could include conducting research on the impact of worms on soil health and agricultural sustainability, breeding and cultivating new strains of worms with specific traits, or developing new technologies or methods for studying worm behavior and ecology. I like that. I like future. I want to breed specific strains of worms. That sounds that sounds a bit menacing. <laughs> Make the yeah. worms produce a spice melange. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, sound, that sounds uh, that it could be either resultless, utterly pointless, or the destruction of mankind. <laughs> Nothing in between. Just those two options. Stay tuned. We'll, <laughs> we will find out. It's the conqueror worm all over again. Oh yeah. Gotta be a mad scientist on my to-do list. But uh, the main segment of today, I guess, will be talking about uh, the news from Warhammer Fest. Yes, and that is, uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, Warhammer the Old World is a forthcoming miniature war game set in the Warhammer Fantasy universe. It will be set in the period before the events of Warhammer Fantasy Battles End Times and Warhammer Age of Sigmar. The game takes place during the Old World's aftermath, when the Empire was in turmoil and the world was rife with chaos. So it's basically every every single moment after the War of the Beard in this case. <laughs> yes. Uh, the preview for Warhammer The Old World at Warhammer Fest 2023 generated a lot of excitement among Warhammer fans, us included. Uh, the game promises to be a return to the classic Warhammer fantasy setting, which many fans have missed since the End Times event. Or 6th edition, depending on your preference. Uh, the preview showcased several models, two, uh, and <laughs> characters that players can expect to see in the, in the game, including heroes and villains from the Old World's history. Yeah, two new models. Oh. One be one being a character from Plants vs Zombies. Yeah, I can't tell yeah. when it's you or the robot now, Chris. Could <laughs> <laughs> be either or. That's excellent. Uh, overall, it seems that the hosts and the Warm community at, la- at large are eagerly awaiting the release of Warm the Old World and are excited about the possibilities it presents for the classic Warm fantasy setting. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, excited and uh, extremely uh, nervous. Yeah, and that was episode 52 <laughs> of The Old Will Lives. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Good night. Does ChatGPT connect to my Wi-Fi? That's what I want to know. You mean, uh, do the do the Chat ChatGPT have access to your location details? Or your browser history? Do, yeah, depending oh, no, on... God, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Uh, depending on if you ask uh, specific questions, yes or no. <laughs> Given that if you ask for the closest uh, location of a store or... Uh, like a popular bird venue, it could actually guide you exactly to where it is, even though it claims not to have access to your location data. <laughs> Suspicious. Yeah. Pull, the, pull the plug, quickly. 
And uh, that was all of the questions we could ask the bot today. So <laughs> see you in the next episode. Yep. This has been fun fun with the chat GPT and creating an episode out of uh, content some, someone else is writing. Yeah, yeah. next time, please uh, substitute my voice with Microsoft Sam. Uh, <laughs> and all will be good. And you can exchange me for that little paperclip from the, from the <laughs> Word document. <laughs> yeah, so, so it will be, so it'll just be like a Bing and Bing sound and nothing else and yeah. just a speech bubble. Yeah, you should it use like, caps lock. It, it looks like you're, you are using caps lock. Are you sure you want to be yelling? Yes. <laughs> also, speaking of why do uh, the, te- the teams, because uh, in teams you have the uh, some e- emotes and stuff from uh, the paperclip, where one is ba- basically drinking itself to death. I'm not sure why. But oh. There are also in, in that set, so in that set of uh, emotes and gifts, there is uh, a shark, a hammerhead shark that just has the text "We're being sued." When do you use that in a chat? When you're being sued. <laughs> when you're being sued. <laughs> it is just we have been trying to figure out that out uh, at work. Just why would you ever use that unless you're being sued? You... Yeah, <laughs> well, but it's a bit too specific. Uh, it's, it's an American not... uh, e- e- emote. Yeah, it happens daily. Yeah, but that's, that's yeah. True. I wonder. I wonder what happened to that paperclip. But I imagine he, he doesn't have a job anymore. Well, it's a part. It's a part of Teams. Oh, using that, you can use that it's... as a emoji or something. Got promoted. You know, it's loss and all that. Ah, yeah. Oh, they can't him. get rid of the. <laughs> Yeah, they oh. tried to fi- they tried to fire the paperclip, but they did it uh, in the wrong way. So the unions uh, made him uh, stay forever. Very nice. I'm ha- I'm happy. Uh, I'm so at happy least uh, that's that's le- at least the American views of how unions work. But, but should we? Yeah, <laughs> back on track. Should we? Uh, we're, we're, we're all we're all, all out of the possibility to ask questions. We don't have any more material. We totally. No, exactly. <laughs> So, speaking of uh, more material, uh, Niklas, I know you're painting. Tell us what you're painting. I'm painting a Dark Pegasus. Uh, ask Chat GP about Dark Pegasus. Oh, no. Pegasus, please. Pegasus <laughs> no, please, please Peg- just tell us instead. <laughs> uh, so, it's a really cool model. It's like the 5th edition Dark Pegasus. Uh, they usually have like a, a sorceress on it. Um, but I put a, a Dark Rider on it. Is there, is there a like regular sorceress on, on Dark Pegasus model, or is it Morathi on Dark Pegasus? There used to be this one is just a regular Dark Sorceress, I wow, think. So no, no Morathi with their kids out. That, that's sad. I, I got that model as well. Ah, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. But, he sculpted uh, a bra. What? He, sculpted a he sculpted a bra on it. No way. Why? <laughs> but this... I'm painting also a sorceress, um, that like the one that rides on a cold one, but I put her on a dark steed, and she has like these metal cups. Like it's not a bra; it's just like I don't know how they stick there. Maybe sorcery <laughs> glue, maybe. Mm. Mm. How do they stick? Are dark elf tits called dark tits, or is it just like <laughs> steeds that get? I think dark everything, nuggets. it's uh, like dark candles, dark bread, dark water, whatever. <laughs> it seems like it's a dark steed and dark pegasus. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern. Also, also, a commander on a dark pegasus is likely a powerful unit in the game, but I cannot provide specific details without further context. <laughs> no, further details. <laughs> <laughs> what did we talk about? Uh, no, but So these are for the event you're going to, right? 
Yes. And what is uh, that? Me and Jimmy uh, are going to this uh, Polish uh, doubles tournament. Uh, we went a couple of years ago in 2018, I think. Yeah, I think uh, it was uh, right after we began the podcast, wasn't it? Or right before? Yeah. After we started podcast, for sure. Uh, yeah. It was when I lived in England. Um, 2018 or 2019. But uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, before the pandemic. <laughs> and uh, I went to there with a friend of mine. Uh, and Jimmy went with his girlfriend. But this year, we were going together. And then there are two other guys uh, from Yavle going. And also some of the guys I know from England are going. And Ireland. Oh. So... Uh, It'll be fun. Yeah. But it's a doubles tournament over one day where each team has two players with 1,250 points. So I am bringing my Dark Elves and Jimmy is bringing Siege, uh, Chaos, Beastmen and Mortals. We'll uh, have to make sure that you both post your armies on the, the face- on the Facebook and Instagram when they're finished and in action, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I only got these two characters to paint more for my army, but Jimmy is like painting a new army, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy usually uses events to uh, spur himself to actually finish projects or make entirely new projects in this case. Yeah. It's a great motivation. No, it's not. Ah, what? I like it. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> So, uh, just so you know, the future of worm science is promising as researchers are continuing to discover new species of nematodes and develop innovative methods for controlling them. The inno- nematodes? The I'm not controlling the nematodes. Worms. And controlling them. Controlling the hooks to, to ride them? Yeah. <laughs> One area of focus in worm science is the development of sustainable and environmentally friendly methods for controlling nematode populations. This includes the use of biological control agents such as fungi and bacteria, as well as the development of resistant crop varieties. So sometimes we are going to get uh, real-life squigs, thinking. Speaking of of Morten, what have you been doing in the hobby lately? Oh, I have not been doing much because I've been working. Uh, Not with worms, more with insects. Uh, I've been on a crazy road trip through Sweden, you see. Uh, yeah, driving for five days from the well, almost the very south where where the island where I live is at, to the very north um, to collect insect samples. So I've seen parts of Sweden I didn't know existed, and uh, I never want to see again. No, <laughs> and your uh, country. Oh yeah, it was it was crazy. We drove for uh, we drove uh, three thousand six hundred kilometers. In total, um, so it's a it's a big country and uh, uh, cool to see well, the the very north. I mean, I now realize just how much forest there is in Sweden. <laughs> I thought it was bad yeah. down here in parts in Småland, but man, it all looks the same. Even yep, far yeah. up there, it was just the same freaking forest all and over. For, and for our American listeners, the the length that uh, Morton and his uh, crew driving is the, about the same as a daily commute for you. Uh, it probably is, but. F- you know, I've um, I've rarely been this far north in Sweden, and when I have been, I I, I took a train up, so uh, you know, a night train, and then you don't really realize. But now driving it all and, and seeing it, it's, it was kind of nice to see how it all how it all sticks together, and uh, yeah, it it always felt like I was in Sweden. So that I guess that's a kind of nice aspect. Um, 
it didn't feel like that big of a difference. There's much, there's more snow in in the north and more reindeer, but oh, well, that's about it. And then we took, we went over to Nor- Norway because we were so close, and we thought, ah, let's just take a little detour through Norway. And man, it's so much more beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I should just move there. Ah, damn, damn Norwegians. Well, ah, okay, maybe not more beautiful than the well, island where I live. So I coming back home. Yeah, I was yeah, there. it is. It's a lot more beautiful than that island. It's just <laughs> no features at all, and just uh, some what? dried grass and yeah. Ah, we better all know than, that's uh, Ireland. Better than it's endless forest. Better than endless forest. Bring me the horizon every day. But uh, yeah, so because of that, I haven't done much hobby. But now I'm finally starting painting my man of war ships. So I'm starting with some humans and then there will be orcs. Um, and then hopefully we will try out the game soon. So, yes. Fair enough. Hmm? And uh, Jens, how, how's your wolves coming along? Oh, it's coming along nicely. I painted nine archers because I thought I had ten. Turned out I had I thought I had nine, so I need to find one more archer. Uh, <laughs> and I painted the dryad. Uh, he's drying right now. And then I'm going to paint <laughs> uh, four more. Uh, ooh, what else have I painted? Nine war dancers. That counts, right? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's coming along nicely. I'm just going to base everything when I'm done painting it. So it gets a nice, even, uniform basing coat with the same. <laughs> The same grass. Same goblin green? Yeah. Goblin green bases, you know it. Mm. Yeah, but batch basing is usually the best idea for a larger project. Yeah, the problem is that I've based the the half of the army I painted like two years ago. So I'm going to have to try and recreate that <laughs> that mix. But it'll be fun. Uh, I'm almost done with uh, 2,000 points now. So it's great. Now you just have to rebase them for the old world then. I refuse. <laughs> I'm going to play my, my Ravening Horse army. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to change. I'm too old for change. Just a, just a spoiler for the, the news there. I don't really think it matters unless you want to go to a like an official event for with re- rebasing anyway. And I am not. Very good. Very any, good. I don't think yeah. anyone, anyone of us are, actually. No. But... It's gonna say it's it's funny and unfunny to read all of those threads uh, on the pages because you never know if people are just like making like a joke about it, like uh-huh, like either whatever basing or like I'm not basing. But some people are serious about it, and uh, it's weird yeah. to read. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that uh, I agree that it would be best to base everything when you're done, but but then n- nothing ever looks done. I I feel like I mean. When you painted a model, you're like, ah, oh, this, yeah, okay, that's th- this looks nice. But it's just, it's only when you've done the base as well that it really, I mean, the base gives so much life to the rest of the model. I think. Oh yeah, it totally does. Yeah. So, so I think I would, I wouldn't be able to just wait with the bases because I would feel like oh, nothing is finished, and I would not get ah. any, you know, satisfaction. So patience, uh, my young Padawan. No, no, I can't. But but I that's don't... why why I add the same basing mix to all of the bases when I paint miniatures on bases. Mm. Uh, for a unit, so they have all the same basic mix and just in different quantities, and then they are uh, painted and uh, uh, getting uh, weathering powders and stuff at the late, last stage, so they all tie in together instead. Mm-hmm. So they are based from the beginning. They used to get the final details uh, when they're actually getting put on the table. So when you paint them, they they still look like 
that they are based in a way, even though it's a, yes. A good so even though they might have a black base, or you just have the base coat of brown or something on the base, they mm -hmm. still have texture on the base. Mm -hmm. but what's the yeah? What's the plan with the with the wood elves? Otherwise, just making more. Yeah, just or making any... more. I'm trying to find. Mm -hmm. I, I found some some of my old wood elves playing uh, playing some more time uh, this weekend. So one of the guys brought. Uh, brought a box and he said, "Oh, these are some of the old models I bought from you, 15 years ago. You want to have a look?" And I was mm -hmm. like, "Don't don't mind if I do. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to buy some some of my old dwarves and some of my old woodles from him. Ah. It's a circle of life." Yeah, I, I can relate to that. There's quite a lot lot of times I'm just trading miniatures back and forth and they're never <laughs> yeah. really getting any others. Then, oh, I want this model. I want to try it out. Mm -hmm. But these are actually yeah. painted like 15, 20 years ago. By yeah, me, the, so it's gonna be fun. The, to, the, the, to make the, the, yeah, hopefully you've uh, improved since then. Eh? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> well, you've gotten better at painting checkers, at least. That is true. Sounds but, like a bit of a like a Warhammer player life hack to like trade your models back and forth, and you still get like the the high of getting something new. But it's just your old oh stuff yeah, it's like a magic system. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that it's a great way of hiding models if you want need, need want the need to hide models for some reason. Yes, yes. I'm just gonna store these at my friend's place for 15 years and then get them back. <laughs> yeah. say, oh no, I I always had these models. I had I painted these 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, these, these are mine. You can tell by the paint job; it hasn't changed. <laughs> and then they go, ah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you seem to have gotten worse. <laughs> Uh, this yeah, this is obviously an early gens. You can see, you can tell by the brushwork here. You can tell by the checkers; they are quite uneven. <laughs> yeah, they're more like dots, actually. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing some hobby as well, actually, which Ooh. is a shock in itself. I've been I've assembled and uh, primed the uh, what are they called hexbane hunters. What they're called for? Uh, you're you're not fooling us, chat. GRTP. <laughs> this can't be Chris. This is a robot. Yes, Chris would never the, do hobby. But the vampire hunters from uh, from uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Oh yeah. But then I have those, and I have I a have the, the the highly versatile witch hunter <laughs> warband maybe used in several several games as amongst others. Warhammer <laughs> Underworlds and Warhammer of Sigmar as a character unit. <laughs> Uh, how do you find them? I heard that they are quite tall. These new uh, they vampire. they are, they the vampire hunters are they are oh, the hunters. decently yeah they're decently scaled to themselves, but they are scaled mm -hmm. for warmer underworlds as all of the other warmer underworlds yeah, the, are. The big guy is very big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he might. Uh, <laughs> but, but they all are a bit taller than uh, equal uh, equivalent sculpts from uh, nineteen ninety nine. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they have to factor in the age difference and the st in the style, but they're not as big as, uh, say, Stormcast. Mm -hmm. And there's some lovely dogs in that set as well. I have those. Me. Yeah, I have those. There's a Sikaran and the bat thing I made for from the Laukawai on my desk. So obviously I'm not doing anything of that, but I'm assembling a Byzantine sh chain instead. And uh, after that I'm going to assemble a box chain in silver, because why not? When you said a Byzantine chain, I imagine like a, a chain that goes through the the horn of whatever it's called in the uh, the Bosphorus Straits. Yeah, yeah, the Straits. Yeah. 
it's, yeah, it's it more me. of a they call the Kungslenk in Swedish. The, the Does it stop invading ships from entering the bay? What, what yeah. is it for? Is it just jewelry? Jewelry? Ah. Yeah. <sighs> I did Tell train as a silversmith. I, uh, I did train as a silversmith once, after all. Yeah, okay. I figured I should make something with. The, obviously, I was unpacking one of the boxes I had from moving, and I figured, oh, this looks fun. Mm? So, uh, making uh, Byzantine chain and then a box chain. It'd be They're a way cool. of financing your hobbies. No, no, no. I'm obviously going to use them myself. Ah, well, look good when you play, then. Yeah, even, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a quite classic uh, chain based uh, jewelry. Bedazzle your opponents with your jewelry. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah, but it's. Uh, it's quite good for to to do uh, uh, making my hands work properly again after so long just uh, working and doing no hobby. So it's quite good to. I can imagine hands. it's uh, it's the same level of uh, yeah yeah small details the, and the, the box chain I'm making is uh, quite a lot more uh, irritating than just painting eyes on models currently. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> But uh, other, than, other than that, the Sikaran and the Warband will be probably painted sometime <laughs> during the, this week. The really weird work schedule where today I worked like eight to three, and tomorrow I'm working uh, three three thirty to eight eight p.m. and then uh, yeah. reversed on <laughs> Wednesday and then back on the evening pass on uh, Thursday. So I'm not sure that there will be any hobby done other than just uh, like gaming yeah, this week, like. The best Total War. Uh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you use the the Witch Hunters uh, or the Vampire Hunters for uh, uh, Mordheim? Yes, and I'm actually also thinking of trying out uh, Underworld sometime. Mm? But because I have two Warbands when this one is finished, after all. But it will be possibly used uh, for Mordheim or just looking nice in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And you met Krell. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> we were surrounded by large birds that tried to oh, yeah. assault us. <laughs> I uh, did have a, a secret uh, podcast meeting with Krell. He was in town and uh, we went to the the two most most important shops in town to just check out stuff. And he, he, he wanted to buy stuff, but he, did, he didn't. I tried to convince <laughs> him to buy a 12,000 kroner statue of Gollum. He didn't want to buy that. <laughs> oh. But uh, I tried to figure, figure that he could have use for it at home, or mm-hmm. as a living com- living companion after his wife kicked him out for buying a golem statue for. <laughs> 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 we did find a restaurant that had a meal that was uh, advertised as uh, for one giant or three to four persons. Ooh. Like a how, mixed green. How many portions did you order? No, we we didn't. We went for <laughs> burgers instead. Oh yeah. It was also quite nice. The advertisement was good, but not good enough. It was only two of us. We didn't really feel like we could uh, warrant uh, 400 kroners ahead for <laughs> dinner that we might not finish. So it might be something... something for a future podcast meeting. if we're more Yes. Of us. Yeah, what's going on? We, we keep meeting each other. I, I met Niklas. He was here. My place. Yeah. Crazy. I went to the, the other side. The other side. The bad side. Mm. Why? Why it's bad or why I went there? <laughs> Both, mm-hmm. either. <laughs> I went there with work. Um, to to Kalmar, and then Erland was just a stone throw away. So I went there. Say hello to Morten. 
Eller dessa Peninsula after all. Not yet, but soon. <laughs> well, technically it is because it is permanently connected to the shoreline. So by definition it is. What? So a bridge makes it a yes. peninsula? Yes. Yeah. Wow. You, so made, you made this up. You made this. The up. argument like, can be made. I'm going to blow up the bridge. <laughs> it's like uh, Hisingen in Göteborg is also technically an island, but I mean, come on. <laughs> well, it's, it's connected with so many bridges, it doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. But it was nice having Niklas here, and uh, I got to show my collection. Well, I mostly showed all my, my half finished projects. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, Niklas helped. He actually took some uh, some models that I had lying around and spared me of uh, <laughs> <laughs> some some guilt of not painting them. So do you think you will use them for Mordheim or something? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what I use them for. You you probably curse me now because now you have to start like a fucking Dogs of War. Dogs of War Army. <laughs> yeah. All I'm thinking about now is uh, you showing off your stuff uh, from uh, like, like uh, that meme, you know? This is my stuff, and it's just worms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my collection. Yes. See this worm over here. See how many segments it's got. Mm. And and if I cut it in two, it turns into two worms. No. Well, it depends oh, on oh. the species. Oh, oh. But... oh, no. Oh, wrong species. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a worm. Uh-oh. Yeah, but uh, that sounds like a fun thing to do. We uh, mm. think we should do, do like a full podcast trip to your place sometime. Give me that yeah, yeah. I might have some space there. I am, uh, I am planning it. I, I need, just need to paint some more terrain. Uh, and I, I'm thinking this autumn because then we can uh, uh, rent. Well, you could have, you could stay at my workplace. There are, there are rooms there and we could have the uh, conference hall. And uh, yeah, it would be a nice little venue for a meeting. So we shall see. I shall build it and you will come. Yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, any other, any more uh, news from us? Or should we go into the real, the yeah, real I'm deal? I'm thinking that we should just go uh, a quick uh, foray into the actual new new, rele- new models that are being released before we go into the meaty topic. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, the uh, the lovely new Saurus Warriors are so good looking. Yes. A whole I range, think, I think. Yeah, and I'm thinking this will be quite uh, nice, uh, given that there will be larger base sizes for them in the old world, mm. I reckon. So they might even actually rank up somewhat. Yeah, because surely they must be bigger than the old Soros, or at least, I mean, or well, I guess yeah. it's the, the poses also. They're also a bit more dynamic, so they have the tails to account for. Ah, <laughs> yeah. true, true. Um, but I really like the, the, new, the new riders, the raptors, the big ones and the small ones. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, small ones with skinks would uh, make for lovely Tichi Wichis raiders. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like a character unit in that case. Mm. I mean, so, so what um, What are Lizardmen missing now? Uh, are there some old models that are not? Because I, I can't remember uh, what's still being sold by Games Workshop, but I would guess the... the I think the they ter- were missing anything, really. No, they the- are just getting uh, new and more exciting versions of the old stuff. Mm. Yeah, did they still have the salamander though? I don't know if it was still on sale. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but the new one is fantastic. But it can't be built into a Razor Dawn, right? So I guess Razor Dawns are still. What's the Razor Dawn? So the other hunting pack. Oh yeah, for that. With spikes or something. For that bad edition. 
Yeah, but it it hasn't been the new one hasn't been released yet, so we don't know what the ultimate build is for the, that one. I think, and they are ah. usually they are usually made to be more than one unit after all. Yeah, but I haven't seen anything from any previews about it. But uh, yeah, okay, so maybe it is. We should see. But the cro- oh, yeah, Croxidors, Croxigors were nice as well. Yeah. They needed updated models. Yeah, and the skinks, and uh, you have the star bo- star blood stalkers uh, from Underworlds mm-hmm. that kit. You got the hunters of Hanshi, which are more chameleon skinks and some wrapped oh. lizards. Yeah, they are awesome. But one thing I don't really like though is the new skinks, like the skinks, the skink riders, for example. I think they look kind of stupid. <laughs> I, I like the older ones. There's something about the faces now. They look kind. Of, I don't know. They like they were a bit sleeker before, maybe maybe a bit cuter. Skinks were kind of cute, but now they, I don't know, they look... <laughs> have they tried to make them more Saurus-like? What, have, hasn't any one of you noticed this difference? Lack like of cuteness in skinks? No, but they got, it's sort of like they got a bigger nose or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they have uh, a bit of a different lizard inspira- inspiration for the face, more of an aquatic lizard, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you have the uh, chameleons uh, that have been uh, quite a lot more fer- more used than just uh, one chameleon skink, whatever it was before. Yeah, no, like I, a, a of them. I really like the chameleons, but I, uh, the normal skinks I don't like. I think they look the the faces were nicer before. I think, but because like they they, they won't re- well they haven't released any new skink pack, right? Just skinks. Well, the war, Warcry Hunters of Wanchi, which is a Warcry like yeah, it's like uh, James Cameron. He's the guy that made Avatar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like his rule for making. Like the, the 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 guys in Avatar, the the blue guys. Mm. The rule is like you want to have to sleep with the alien to have any interest in in the story. So you should of just course. go to Games Workshop and you just go like, "Hey, I don't like those kinks. Well, what's wrong with them? Well, I don't want to fuck them anymore. They're not cute. They're no. cuter. These kinks have no sex appeal. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm thinking there is a skink set that's no longer available, which is probably the one that, uh, which is the old one that was oh, okay. Eighth edition. I think and Skinks. those uh, those are uh, they they look quite similar to the newer ones that just look a bit more aggressive that might be the difference mm-hmm. so a bit of sleeker look because they have they show a lot more teeth yeah i th- i feel like the the noses before were much more sleek than the new ones they look yeah. have... but that might also be uh, down to uh, painting Personal style purpose. and uh, yeah i'm thinking <laughs> that you could you could make them look a bit more sleek if you just uh, painted a highlight on mm-hmm. the- but uh, but I mean in general, awesome with new uh, lizard man models. But a bit concerning with the prices because they are quite pricey. It's up to I mean it's nothing. It's more Age of Sigmar prices than the old yeah. big box of fantasy models, which makes yeah. me wonder about the cost of. But on the and, other hand, given how many models you got in the same boxes for sixth edition compared to eighth edition, the price increase was already there. If you want to be like that. When you had the yeah, yeah. twenty man boxes and they went down to sixteen or twelve or ten in some cases. Mm. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, first of all, like if uh, you need as big units, and second, like if if they'll do like start collecting boxes, they will be like at a yeah. better price, and then you'll just have to buy more of those basically, and then certain units won't be in them. It will be more pricey. 
Mm. Get a bit of a bit ahead of uh, the schedule today. There mm-hmm. have been there have been rumors to uh, or rumors that, that, that there was a bit of what was talked about after the online preview on uh, Warhammer Fest was that uh, there won't be a general uh, starting box, so to speak, as in the old editions that would put put into two factions against each other. On the other hand, the box the start box, so to speak, for Age of, Age of Darkness, the Heresy 2.0 box, isn't a starter set either. Just, mm. uh, so there might be a box in that style, or there will be similar to the combat patrol boxes mm. that are currently used, just so that you can get a starter force. They have also mentioned that they won't probably go up to the 8th edition unit sizes, because that was one of the reasons why they didn't really get people, new people playing 8th edition. Mm. The step in was a bit too far. Speaking of, there is a lovely new... Uh, <laughs> Minotaur for Blood Bowl that's going to be released. That could easily be used in uh, a fantasy army as well. Just change the base. To what size though, Chris? What size? <laughs> that you probably put it on a 50 by 50 and then upgrade if, if you need to. <laughs> I, or just I don't put, think... put the mag- magnet in the hooves. Done. I must have missed this. It was uh, previewed today. Oh, okay. I'm going to send over the pictures because everyone... Other other than us have will have been seen will have seen this by now. Send it on in our chat there. Oh damn. Oh was it Blood Bowl? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's it's cool. A star, play, a star player. And that yeah, one yeah. could easily be used in uh, fantasy as well. Just change the base. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Cool. Yeah, he looks pretty corny. Yeah. Nice. He's all, almost already holding an axe in his left exactly. hand. Exactly. Or you just uh, Put some uh, rivets or something on it. If I had like a huge spiked gauntlet instead. Ah, oh, yeah, that would be cool. So that's uh, I mean, that uh, aesthetic is quite different from the what would they call like the oh oh what do they call ogroid myrmidons? Ogroids, yeah, the myrmidon and the thaumaturg, and uh, yeah, there's a third one I think. This is a classic minotaur, but this is that is for a game still set in the. Not not the old world, but in the Warhammer world, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Since uh, Blood Bowl has never left the old world in that case, or the Warhammer yeah. world, yeah. it takes place in a pocket dimension somewhere, something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I think that model could be quite useful if you want, like a champion, even for used in Mordheim, perhaps. Oh yeah, that's uh, quite lovely. We also have uh, a new set of uh, that was previewed on uh, the Warhammer Fest for some ghouls with uh, monkey dogs. <laughs> What's up with the monkey dogs? First the corn guys, and now these really like yeah. monkey dogs. The monkey dogs are a bit weird, but uh, it would make for a really nice ghoul unit. All of those ghouls—they're mm-hmm. quite good looking. And that uh, half ghoul, half vampire leading them—that's quite a nice model. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, st- still, if you buy this, you get uh, a spare unit of Stormcast for whatever reason you want to use those for, and a lovely set of terrain, which is uh, corrupted, uh, ruined. Uh, Lizardman terrain, pretty much. Oh, yeah. There's also the uh, vampire, dark elf lookalike, a bit uh, Asian Asian armor inspired that uh, will be released separately from the last starter box for Warcry. So you have like vampire werewolves and uh, what could easily be used as characters for a dark elf army. And then Are you we have... excited, Nicholas? No. <laughs> I have too many characters, man. <laughs> Yeah, but if you are are to make a warband for the Luster campaign for Mordheim, uh, there's a Dark Elf list in that that you could use these for quite nicely. Oh. I, it's like 
you're you're drowning in characters with dark elves. Like they have yeah. so many options. Like when would I ever use like three assassins that I have or four sorceresses and three nobles and and the best part is uh, three assassins is uh, not all of those all that were released in sixth edition even. Yeah, or more released in sixth edition, including Shadowblade. I've never used an assassin yet. No, they're just a fun thing to include in an army in a larger game between friends, pretty much. Yeah. Problem with slots, though. Like, you need you need your sorceresses. Yeah. And maybe a Beastmaster that takes another slot. Maybe a dragon that also takes another slot. Possible. Which I could take, like, an assassin as a rare choice or something. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... Or, like, a upgrade for a unit of shades. Yeah. Like, you can take uh, certain... Uh, in uh, at least in eighth edition, certain characters, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You can upgrade them like unit champions, right? Yeah. Isn't uh, uh, Renee's favorite guy? Isn't he just a unit champion for executioners or something? Yeah, he is. Is not even. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not even a proper character in sixth edition. He's just a. I think it's a regular noble with, uh, like. 20 points extra magical items from his max allowance and costs the same as uh, that uh, <laughs> max allowance. So he's quite expensive and not really anything better than a noble with uh, the same items. Because he has yeah. items, regular items from the that you can take anyway. Yeah, but in, in 8th edition, I think he's like uh, one of those unit upgrades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like a unit champion hero type dude. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, unit champion hero type dudes, <laughs> there's also the Claws of Karanak uh, Warband that's been released separately, which is a lovely set of uh, Chaos Marauders. Also quite useful for Mordheim. And they have that lovely, um, yeah, what can we call it? The uh, the guy pretending to be a flesh hound, pretty much. <laughs> no, no, not another one of those. Yeah, that, that is the first one. That was, it's actually pretty much a guy with a hairy back pretending to be a flesh hound because he has a helmet that looks like a flesh hound. Turned it into is, furries. Yeah, it's one of my least favorite models released. I can't even see any redeeming factors of it. In all regards except physical, he is a flesh hound. Oh. Also, this is uh, not written by ChatGPT. But uh, the legendary, legendary Gotrix adventures continue in Blightslay by Richard Strachan. As a Dwarden Slayer saves a blasphemous warrior priest from the gallows and earns a life that he ne- ne- neither wants nor needs. Nevertheless, Amara Fidelis is determined to return the favor, and the pair soon finds themselves caught up in a sorcerer's plot that, should it succeed, would plunge the mortal realms into the hellscape of Nergal's garden. That is a little blurb from Blightslayer that will be available for pre order this Saturday in hardback, ebook, and MP3 audiobook editions. So uh, I'm thinking that uh, we might have uh, seen the replacement for Felix at long last. Then. Oh no! That's fine. He finds a new new person that just will tag along. Being uh, <laughs> the only that. thing that will make that acceptable is like the the reason he was being blasphemous was that he was talking shit about the the window tax rights. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would actually be quite hilarious. And there seems. To, it seems that the what is it, the fifth writer for uh, the Gotrek series now, right? Right? Because Richard Strachan hasn't been writing before, has he? Don't recognize so. the name. I don't think so. And just uh, I know that uh, since we have a few heresy players here, how do you feel about uh, all of the resin kits getting the upgrade to use the plastic sponsons? Is that necessary? Uh, the resin kits gets plastic sponsons. 
the uh, oh. the Akitor, the uh, Fellblade, the Mastodon, the Glaive, the uh, Falchion. Yeah, well, they, re- they all get. Good. They retool the, they retool them so they get the plastic sponsors, including the oh. javelin as well, of course. Yeah, that's nice. Like straight barrels is always better than bent <laughs> barrels. Yeah, I actually think it might be a quite a good idea if you want those kits to have the plastic uh, upgrades, so you can actually have more than one option if you want to. Mm, yeah, that too. I was hoping that the javelin was actually going to be released in plastic instead, but that's just me. Not probably just me, of course. Also, they made an upgrade. Any other models? Yeah, see. Yeah, they have made an upgrade kit for the Damocles Commandery right now as well. Okay. Plastic plastic. catching up. Then we have the probably the last ones that we're going to talk about tonight, and that is models that could make for a fantastic Dogs of War cavalry uh, unit. Mm -hmm. The Cavaliers uh, from the Cities of Sigma range that were previewed. Yeah, those are nice. I like those models. They were very nice. Yeah. There's quite a lot of uh, old uh, world models model in those models. Kids, yeah, I can, if I just scrape off some some stuff, they look very good in uh, in an Empire army. And I think that the bit potential is very high. Yeah. There's some lovely horses that are a bit more dynamic than the six-dead plastic Empire ones. Very. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not very hard to, to beat. No, I th- think uh, just putting a blowtorch lightly over them would make them more dynamic than they are, the <laughs> old ones. Yeah, but uh, some of these could uh, quite easily be used uh, as they are, almost. Uh, maybe get rid of uh, large uh, blocks of text on them, let's say Sigmar, something like that, if you want to use them for anything other than Sigmar Templars. Mm-hmm. They look kind of... What do you, how how uh, heavy would you say that, okay? Would they be heavy cav or more light cav? Uh, I'd say there's some medium variety yeah well they are they have a uh, proper uh, armor plates on them after all oh yeah, yeah but it's I, just that they don't have helmets makes them look kind of yeah lighter. I mean, if you give them like shields and cool helmets and some extra armor plates they mm. would look like yeah. empire knights do they have yeah. barding yeah they have uh, quite uh, almost a similar amount of uh, armor as the uh, empire uh, six dead horses okay actually so heavily inspired by those. They also come with shields and uh, different weapons. I might uh, have to uh, change out their uh, weapons for lances, though, if you want to use them. Mm-hmm. But it would be look. Fa- I think they would look fantastic ranked up as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's no intention at all on the uh, <laughs> Games Workshop's part, mm-hmm. having them look uh, that inspired by fantasy <laughs> armies. After all, <laughs> it's, the sa- it's the same with uh, the uh, footmen that were previewed a while ago. Yeah, they were cool. But there was only three of them, right? That were previewed. Oh, yeah. I doubt they would just make three models for foot inf- for infantry. No, I thought, but I thought those three were for some warband or something. Yeah, they're probably going to be a, like either Underworlds or Warcry, but they, I think they will be also released for Cities of Sigma or something similar because they will probably have to repurpose all of the old Empire kits into another system sooner mm. or later. Yeah. Speaking of another system, mm. why, oh, why is the biggest problem on the internet today that they are going to use a slightly different base size? So, no more 20 mil, right? Moving up to 25. And most, those who are on 25 models. will move up to further? Yeah. If you, look at, 
if you look at the uh, what they call the Bretonian Knights uh, that were in the preview a while ago, they look mm-hmm. like they are bigger on bigger bases after all. Yeah. So you're thinking everything will move up a base size or two. Mm-hmm. We are just we have just not uh, seen uh, that much information about what it will be yet, or if it, it's actually every unit or not. But uh, Warhammer: The Old World is a forthcoming miniature war game set in the Warhammer Fantasy universe. It will be set in the period before the events of Warhammer Fantasy. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 the, the preview for Warhammer: The Old World at Warfest 2023 generated a lot of excitement among Warhammer fans. <laughs> the game promises to return to the classic Warhammer Fantasy setting, which many fans have missed since the End Times event. Overall, that it, seems that, it seems that the hosts and the Warhammer community at large are eagerly await- waiting the release of Warhammer the Old World and are excited about the possibilities it presents for the classic Warhammer fantasy setting. <laughs> and it was a summary of the summary we used before. If anyone wants oh, to know. oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, uh, after that, it says that they do not have access to Morton's Worm personal pen- plan- carrier plans or goals. I so keep them. I keep them hidden. If you, if you wondered, the, the internet did not have that information yet. Not yet. It, but uh, well. yeah, we finally but, got to uh, see models, new models for fantasy, for dedicated for fantasy. Yes, uh, there, were, there are two models: one lovely, lovely knight, and one character from Plants vs Zombies Three, the Egypt expansion. <laughs> well. Well, let's start with the knight, shall we? Uh, what thoughts? Uh, well, yay or nay? Yay. Yay. I would uh, probably remove some parts of him, but yay. <laughs> don't, so, yay? <laughs> but, but I don't really like the... The orc head looks fantastic for a miniature in a set piece. But mm. if this is a character that might be part of a... Campaign where they're fighting against Tomb Kings. Why does he carry around an impaled orc head on his sword? <laughs> to scare the skeletons. <laughs> and just have that, so just have that as a fantastic centerpiece model or a, just paint it up to the best of your ability and have it in your cabinet. That would be excellent with orc head. But for gaming miniature, I would probably remove the orc head, actually. Yeah, and I'm not sure. Did they say anything about extra options here? Was there like hel- uh, un- uh, uh, yeah, helmet? Yeah, helmeted. But did yeah. they show the unhelmeted one? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah like a three D model of it, not that. Oh, okay, okay, but we don't know if the if we have other weapon options. I guess no. But I'm thinking that it could be quite easy to put uh, making a standard bear on foot if you want to. Yeah, or put uh, put an axe instead, or just change the sword out. It would be quite easy to do, mm. given that how it's positioned. And if you put, do re- do remove the sword, you could put uh, a, the hilt in uh, the scabbard on his back instead, and just mm-hmm. have a like a banner or whatever you want, like mm-hmm. a peasant holding a peasant in his hand, just uh, tossing peasants at the enemy. You don't, don't know what uh, the knights are up to after all. Mm. But just, I mean, looking at it, it's it's instantly you see that it's Bretonia, right? Yeah. Yes, really cool. Yeah. So they have a uh, they have kept that, but then of course they have added. There's so much more detail on this model than they they could do before, basically. Um, yeah. And again, in yeah. plastic. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was but, quite oh, a lot but, of uh, extra details in the plastic uh, kits for Bretonia as well. There were so many extra details in those kits, actually. Yeah. Especially the footman kit and the archer kits, there was quite a lot of just uh, random stuff that you could put on the belts of your peasants. Oh yeah, like a shot pigeon or something that they could yeah, carry. Yeah, gloves, uh, stains, uh, 
rabbits, pigeons, uh, extra uh, gear, knives, yeah. uh, hatchets, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's nice. So, do you think this this guy is too detailed? No, be too much detail. No, that's good. Given that you probably won't have an, a, a unit of this in these guys, this mm-hmm. is probably a character. And yeah, yeah. Uh, having a character uh, this detail is no problem for me. Yeah, uh, I read some uh, like someone wrote on uh, one of the warmer Facebook pages that uh, like they're a bit concerned about the like how detailed the, the regular models are in the Age of Sigmar, and if they'll or like newer games workshop models in general, you know if they'll bring that in to the new Warm Fantasy because like a, a unit looks better when there's not that much sticking out of it. Like if each individual is a character. Then look a bit weird. Like it looks cool when you have like pile spearmen and skeletons with shields and yeah. stuff just like ranked up, and then you have like that one character that sticks out. Mm-hmm. But no, if I... you look at the, the uh, men at arms kits from uh, the old Britannia, the Britannia men at arms kits, uh, there were quite a lot of individual look on all of the peasants. There are different helmets, there are different robes, there are different all of the kits that you could gear them up with, there are different types of weapons. Yeah, I don't think it would be that out of place in in no. the Bretonian army. But if it was, because uh, they were not a unit of uh, rank rank and file regular soldiers, they were just a militia. So they, same with the militia unit from Empire, they just took what they had and went into battle. Mm-hmm. They had a I think, more, I mean, it, more of a regular kit, though. It depends so much on how you paint them. You could, as long as you have a uniform paint scheme, I think you can uh, pull most things together, right? Well, maybe. Yeah, no, no, I think. Yeah. Well, given that what they said in the, the article that you could either either paint them as, as since before you painted all of the knights' individual colors and had uh, like rank and file units, uh, obvious your lords' colors pretty much. Mm-hmm. You could make them look even more peasanty with just uh, some details that were uh, your lords' colors, then have the regular knights as uh, the regular p- part of the army for your lord, and then have like Grail knights and questing knights and uh, Pegasus knights. In uh, their own livery, mm-hmm. so you can have uh, like a rank and file army with certain units that look uh, overly complex and detailed if you want to. But it remains to be seen if if there will be like uh, skeletons that are jumping and doing like you know mid mid air, just their spear uh, or something cool. Just as long look as there are at skeletons the... with trumpets, good. <laughs> just just, uh, just look at the skeletons that were released in Age of Sigmar for the Soul Blights, the ones that I have made a unit ranked up unit of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If they could do that style, but just uh, have them a bit let, less uh, wavy cloth, uh, mm-hmm. so they actually rank up properly, or just get that unit and remove those few that had, had all of the wavy cloth, they would make a great unit uh, for put them on bigger bases. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that would make them fit. That would make them fit without uh, conversion. Because it's not uh, that there was a massive flowing robe that would ruin it if it were on a bigger yeah. base. It just it's the same with those uh, Chaos guys that I assembled, both the guys on foot and the horsemen. Like if the base would have just been slightly bigger, they would fit very nicely. Yeah. Was that was, like, uh, that was the plan all along. On bases. And as we mentioned quite a lot of times uh, for my Luminous project uh, for Hyles, uh, I've seen people using the new base size of 25 mils uh, for those. And that was exactly what I had, ima- had imagined when I suggested that they should be on 25 mils instead of 20. Because they look excellent ranked up. And those models could easily be toned down enough to be Hyles instead of uh, Lumineth. Mm. Just to remove a bit of tassels and uh, maybe uh, 
bit of plumes from the regular infantry and make them look uh, more high elves. More tassels. They're part of Morathis' cult. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the new the new character the new models are they plastic or are they resin? These uh, ones. For, yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe they're Some, resin. Actually, someone told I me they were resin. resin. I yeah. think they're resin. They, they could be resin, actually. That depends on how many extra details there are for them. If they yeah. are more than just a head, extra head, they would probably be plastic. But if they have just a fixed pose and a interchangeable head, it's probably resin. Yeah, well, these like these two specific ones that they released, right? Yeah. They are resin. Hmm? I was a bit surprised. I mean, how ma- how much have they do they make in resin these days? Or any of the Warcry or all of these characters? Not- nothing of that is in resin, right? Uh, no, but like the... Where Necromunda stuff, they do resin yeah. characters, right? Uh, Blood Bowl also. Yeah. Okay, so that is still Fort Worlds. Yeah. Domain. Yes. Well, specialist games now, right? Yeah, yeah. Games. Oh, yeah. Which okay. is kind of Fort Like, what is Fort World now? Yeah. And I guess they've said that they would take over the old world as well. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah, I was, I was just a bit surprised because I, I feel like, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten some of the new. Uh, uh, it's for yeah, say, uh, Warcry or whatever, uh, and it's all plastic, but still, you know, they have tons of detail. Yeah. So it, it felt but like plastic. then they didn't need the rest of it the same. Or? But I'm all I'm thinking that has more to do with how many they are expecting to sell. Ah. Making a uh, character kit in resin and selling a few models is quite a lot more manageable than than having the entire kit tool for metal metal tool for the casting could, or plastic. That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. And, and those uh, casting is really expensive. Uh, if you were just going to maybe break even for selling the kit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they'll uh, break even making anything for the overall, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, Tomb Prince, Tomb King guy, yay or nay? Uh, <laughs> a careful yay. There are it's bits that I like. There are bits that I like. I mean, it's it's instantly like, oh, this is a this belongs to Tomb Kings, right? No, this belongs to another game entirely. Why yeah. is he? Why is a green uh, zombie with giant teeth? Okay, well, okay, yeah, the face, the face. I agree. I, I don't like the face. Um, I yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what they were thinking there because they've never done really the zombie. I mean, you could have the embalmed sort of Tomb King. We've we've seen those before, right? But yeah. They've always been a bit more skeleton-like. I, th- I think that's actually the... I, I, I can get why they chose the other, the different tone for the skin for the uh, character. Mm-hmm. Since uh, it wouldn't would probably blend in too much with the white cloth and the, the pale gold slash bronze. Mm-hmm. But the bluish-greenish tinge makes it look like a plant versus zombie zombie for me. <laughs> And I can't get uh, that uh, out of my head. I will have to reserve judgment until it's painted by someone else mm. in a different scheme. Mm. And when uh, Nicholas or someone told me that the the teeth in the lower jaw were bigger than the upper jaw, then I couldn't stop seeing <laughs> that. Yeah, that might <laughs> yeah. also might also be sculpted like that. You said it was uh, just so it would show show up better. It might also be that given that he's embalmed, all of the moisture is drawn out of the skin, so it might they might look bigger from that as well. So it might be a Un- unfortunate combination of a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think it was Jimmy that said, like, uh, or maybe they had to do it to make it show when the 3D sculpt or something. But I think that's a terrible excuse. Yeah. Like, if it turns out bad, then 
Just redo it somewhere else. Like, you can't justify that with the limits of technology. Like, I mean, they've done amazing models before, and then suddenly they have to, like, make it look shitty to make it work. Yeah. There there are characters that were sculpted for 6th edition that looks better than this in the face, face area. Yeah. And that's over 20 years ago. I or about 20 years ago. And this so, one is not released with a separate head, or? They haven't said anything, right? Uh, I would it would be look would be nice if it wasn't released with uh, the option to have uh, like one of those uh, pharaonic uh, face masks. Yeah, like just a, a featureless uh, gold mask or something like that. Mm-hmm. It would be really yeah, exactly. Because nice. then you could paint it in silver and use it for necrons. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that or just have a skeleton, a skull. Yeah, yeah, but if it's embalmed, it shouldn't be a skull. It should be a no, face that mask. I think. Yeah, that is true. But I'm thinking, for me, it is the color of the skin, the skin tone that possibly makes it the worst for me. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, there's probably a year until it's released anyway, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the teeth. Can't unsee the teeth. <laughs> Just paint it without the teeth, I don't know. Oh, oh I know what it is. Remove. It's uh, embalmed Gary Busey. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> in, fa- in fancy oh. dress. Uh, yeah, but uh, we, I think we all got a bit excited, at least, uh, that they had a preview at all at Wormfest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've seen actual models something. now. Oh, yeah. Been waiting and, for ages. And for all of those that you said, oh, they could have at least shown nothing instead of this. Phil, why? We know oh, that I... they're working on it. They haven't got, got given us a time plan. As you said, it will be done in the future. We're working on it. It's not the main game we're working on. Mm-hmm. I think people are a bit uh, too much internet these days. To mm-hmm. So uh, apart from the models, what else did they say in this discussion? I know there were some more rumors. Well, I guess it was mainly with the the box, right? The debate of not having a starter box, but then that there would still be boxes. Yeah, they had to clarify that because uh, the main they won't have a starter box was more akin to the old starter box, the edition starter box, like Island of Blood or Skull Pass or with uh, dice yeah. and measuring tapes and everything, yeah. in it, right? So it would be more like uh, army boxes in that case, yeah. or something similar to a release box that uh, Age of Darkness had. Yeah, and I don't mind that. I mean, in a way, it's nicer. It's like, well, I want this army, so I'll just buy a box with that army. Uh, yeah. A start box is, is cool with a... Well, I, okay, so first I was like, oh, what, what if there will be a box with Bretonia and Tomb Kings, you know? Which uh, with a good price. Uh, oh, that's nice. Then I should try to find someone, and I'll take the Tomb Kings, and they can take the the Bretonians. But maybe I also want the Bretonians. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just end up a buying more... a couple of. Well. Yeah. I, I'd rather uh, have like a, a box of all the stuff I need than having to but... find someone to split it with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just uh, go back to the old uh, like battalion boxes and army deals from 6th yeah, edition yeah. and 8th edition. That would be great. Mm-hmm. You could buy, this is your core of the army, and this is your all-in-one army set that the army yeah. deal was. Mm-hmm. And the, the army deal is why a lot of people had uh, like uh, gorgers and yetis for their, and uh, and nobler trappers for their ogres, for instance. Oh yeah, it's a good way of getting out models that no one would buy on the, otherwise. Yeah, but also a good way to just get your character, your mage, your 
core units, your special unit, maybe a rare unit, depending on the box you buy. I mean, the old High Elf Battalion had like a Spearman unit, an Archer unit, a character, and uh, yeah, like a bolt thrower. I have a feeling they'll do like, because a lot of boxes nowadays, they really the Sigma or 40k, they'll release like a new character with a big box of other yeah. models. They'll probably do that in the beginning. Like this Empire Yeah, like a new character and then some be... old, uh, old rank and file dudes. Yeah. yeah. So like the new Bretonia dude will probably be in a, a box of a bunch of other old units. Then you'll also get this new guy. Which I don't mind because I'm not probably buying new stuff for a character anyway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and, the, to- yeah. The, the Tomb King surely can't be in a box with old Tomb King models, right? Uh no, I, I definitely think that like Tomb King, their core units will be replaced. Same with High Elves, because yeah. mm. the High Elves were awful. Like the regular yeah. Spearmen. Yeah. The High Elves uh, were due for an up- upgrade in uh, 8th edition, but it never, they never got one. Mm. And uh, given that uh, there are so many more better High Elf units out there, they probably wouldn't sell any. They would just have a third-party models showing up in that case. And, so I probably uh, you, probably asked this before, but uh, out of the two, w- uh, would you, well, given these two models, would you start uh, a Bretonian army or a Tomb King army if you had to choose right now? Bretonia. Chris? I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm going to say Tomb Kings. It depends. Do uh, the Tomb Kings come with uh, all of the different kinds of uh, zombies? The one that has a pole that can jump over other units? <laughs> And uh, maybe one large one that has a bucket on its head that can uh, ram the first uh, line of uh, plants. Assume that they won't have this exact same aesthetic. Uh, then I go for Bretonians. <laughs> what? what? But the, well, the Bretonians might have that flower flower that shoots peace at the enemies. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the sunflower that uh, gathers energy. You know. It never said it didn't like plants versus zombies. No, that's... It it was one of the the most addictive games ever released, actually. Besides fantasy, yeah, yes. Yeah, but I I would actually go for a Bretonian army because I like the aesthetic more, and I could probably do a lot more with it. Mm-hmm. And I all already have an undead project that I'm not working on. <laughs> I don't I don't need more undead models that just uh, sit there and do nothing. But the Breton, uh, like the the Tomb King army, is perfect for that. You just like embalm it and lay it to rest for eternity. <laughs> Yeah, until you ev- awaken them like centuries later. <laughs> that, I, I, was, I was thinking rusted armor plates mixed in some undead bits and uh, called them uh, Knight of Museo. Oh, the best of two worlds. Yeah, then we can uh, fight the uh, with the blood uh, blood dragon uh, armor list from the back of the six dead uh, vampire count book. <laughs> I've hidden my tomb kings in uh, in a sandbox. So they, <laughs> one day they will rise. Well, the time is right. It's a deposit. For... Yeah, uh, Jens, how, how does that rule work for the... Uh, <laughs> and tomb beneath the sand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, since he's not on the episode, we could actually have a segment of... Uh, so that he has to listen to the entire episode <laughs> to get to know the... <laughs> oh, he will never learn. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I'd say that I'm uh, at least uh, cautiously enthusiastic for the whole world. We'll see what happens closer to the release. Of course. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be at least some new models. It'll be release of old models that I can buy. I mean, yay. yeah, yeah. If I can just buy Bretonians and play Six Dead with them, I'll be happy. So... Oh, the horror! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, thinking that uh, we have we've talked about that uh, since the first uh, preview of uh, the whole world. That in the worst case scenario, we get a load of new models and uh, possibly re-releases, and we can play any edition we want because no one will take the old editions away from you yet. Exactly. Or will they? Maybe the <laughs> AI AI might remove it all. Maybe all of this episode has just been a chat GPT ma- manuscript. Mm-hmm. Are we really here? I'm not. Speaking of, uh, just uh, uh, since we forgot it in the new seg- segment, there is a lovely massive orc on a oh, uh, call it the Morgranta or something. Morgranta, which is uh, like which is a giant armored pig with uh, spawns on orcs. Uh, it's kind of cool. Well, what would you use it for? Uh, racer, uh, racer Dawn? Is I, that, would, uh, I would put an ogre on it and call it a uh, Rhinox. Rhinox Rider. Yeah. That'd be cool. Would you add a is horn that... to it then? No, I'd just have uh, have it as a giant pig instead. Oh yeah, uh... it's a bit different than uh, the mountains of Morn or uh, ogres. Mm-hmm. Well, have, what like, about like uh, gnoblers on the sponsors instead? Ah, oh, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, but what is that? Uh, is it racer? The, the the giant pig for beastmen. What is that called? Like the racer gores or whatever they're called. Oh. The ugly sculpts from eighth edition or seventh. Yeah. The... It's like you can take some crazy bacon missile, I think they call it. Yeah, I, thought, I think those were called racer boars. Yeah, some really scary big uh, boar. I don't know, maybe this, maybe it doesn't look enough beastmen, not chaotic enough, I don't know. But you could so, probably make it look chaotic enough. Mm. What, what would you use it for if you would have it for an orc army? An ogre regiment or renown or a war unit riding rhinox. <laughs> Given that most ogre units are uh, dogs of war, mm. yeah, it was kind of nice anyway. Uh, but is that it? Do we have any any other news? Have we? Uh, I, as we have uh, recorded, I've been painting up uh, some ships, and I went for uh, two two shades of brown: one for the hull and one for masts and oars. And I'm really happy about it. It looks great. Whew, good call on Sweet. using two shades because it. Yeah, now it, they. Looks like they have tons of detail all of a sudden. Nice. Uh, nice is also good with these small ships. I, I'm just gonna have. I'm just gonna dry brush them, and I don't think I will need to do more. Uh, doesn't make. Doesn't really feel like it makes sense to do washes on these small models. Just make right? a spot watch wash just to have like a waterline or shade on the top of the oars mm. or something like that, or bottom of the oars. That could be cool. Yeah. Just a careful, just a light uh, shade there. Yeah? Do you think I should make the rudder another color? Or will that make it too easy for the enemy to shoot it? Destroy I'm it? thinking that could either look really good, or it could just look uh, like you wanted to force another color on the model. Mm-hmm. So it depends ah. on the shade. I could try. Also, we, could, we, can <laughs> we have Gark Iron Skin. That would, would be perfect on this uh, giant uh, mock, whatever it was called. Who is that? Uh, he, he has a he rides the iron rhinox and it's a monstrous mount. It has a three plus armor save. It attacks count uh-huh. as magical. Uh, Gark may never join units. Gark and the iron rhinox have a unit strength of eight. Damn. Uh, Gark is armed with a hand weapon and an iron fist. Uh, Gark wears the iron skin armor. Uh, special rules: terror, large target, steam attack, bad tempered, thunderous charge, iron skin tribe. The steam attack is the iron rhinox constantly snorts evil smelling sulfurous steam from its armored snout. <laughs> the Iron Rhinox has a strength 3 breath weapon that imposes a minus 2 armor save. Uh, the Iron Skin Tribe. The Iron Skin Tribe is, unus- is unusual in several ways and uses the armor list uh, organization below. 
that is uh, just a special force organization chart for the ogres for sixth edition. Oh, so and, just uh, like uh, put, put an exhaust pipe on the exactly yeah, exactly. And it has the iron skin armor, which is uh, a collection of thick plates of iron scavenged from the th- hundreds of foes that that Gark has killed over the years, and bears a potent protective rune bought at the cost of a small mountain of gold. The iron skin armor gives Gark a three plus armor save, so it's Whoa. quite a disappo- disappointing. <laughs> well, but yeah, imagine pay, paying a mountain of gold and getting a three plus armor save. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad deal. But his uh, the iron skin army has. Uh, Rhinox Riders as uh, special troops. Oh, cool. Uh, just for the um, conversion opportunities of building this guy. Yeah. Sounds it like also stuff. has a Knobloch Scrap Launcher that fires gold instead of uh, iron. <laughs> so he's a bit richer than uh, Greases, pretty much. Oh. <laughs> Isn't gold pretty soft, though? A soft metal. Does it hurt as much being shot by gold? I, I reckon it actually would uh, hurt getting gold pelted at you by... Uh, Catapult. Let's do an experiment, Morton. <laughs> yes. You stand over there and I throw the metals at you. Ah, uh, I'm rich. Uh. Yes, gold is a bit uh, soft in the way that you can uh, shape it and uh, make it pretty much as thin as you want and still have uh, some kind of uh, structural integrity to it. But if you have scraps of gold, it might not be like 24 karat uh, pure gold. It might be like uh, uh, quite a lot of different alloys with uh, a bit uh, more harder metals in that case. But uh, that was uh, not what we were supposed to talk about. It was just uh, inspiration from that lovely, lovely uh, ogre model. I feel like that that should be super effective against Dogs of War. And it should have the uh, final transmutation rule where... You know, you have to take leadership tests and like, oh, look at all that gold. You just go there instead. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hmm? Yeah, that would actually be quite a good uh, addition for uh, a scenario or something like that when you're fighting a themed army. Yeah. Maybe add in some uh, uh, character flaws uh, for a campaign progression or something like that. This unit is, uh, uh, yeah, has lost the. Uh, a bit of leadership ship and just get obsessed by gold or just uh, weak wield or something like that. Mm-hmm. The gold, the gold. But uh, yeah, what do you th- what do you what do you reckon? Just uh, sum sum up your hopes and fears for the old world, the new one. Mm, yeah, I'm just, hopes, uh, models, new or old. Just happy if I can buy them <laughs> again in an easy way. Uh, fears that the. That the rules are not fun and no one will pay it, play it, but it's not end of, the end of the world. No, that was when the Skaven crashed a comet into the old world. Yeah. <laughs> How we already you, can't get worse. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm just happy if I can buy some cool stuff. Uh, if the rules are shit, I, I'll just keep playing 6th edition. I, I don't mind. But it'll be fun if, it, if uh, there's some like cool rules so you actually want to play Mm-hmm. The old world, that'd be fun. And so we'll see if what, we what's have the... to start like an old world, uh, the game podcast, or just have, <laughs> like keep talking sixth edition for the rest of our lives. I'm thinking that we could uh, mix it in. We're not uh, that inflexible. No, are we? it has to be pure. <laughs> Here's our the old world segment. <laughs> no, but I'll be—I'll mm-hmm. just be happy if I can buy like some cool empire stuff or some Bretonia stuff or some dwarf stuff. I don't know. Yeah. What's the worst they could do to us? 
they can't kill the world twice, can they? Well, given that most of us are still stuck with 6th edition, which was a game released uh, more than 20 years ago at this point. Uh, yeah, the, I still uh, have wood elves that are 20 years old that I haven't painted, so, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. As I, I'm a, like you, I love just having new models would be lovely. Having a unified new game set would probably be quite nice as well. Give if uh, it might lure, so to speak, new people in. It might get some uh, old people back. I don't. I'm pretty sure that no matter what they do, even if they were to include like money in the box, people will still complain. <laughs> actually, oh, actual, yeah. actual money in the box. Just, oh, it's the wrong kind of money. This yeah. this box is free and it contains one thousand dollars. Oh, dollars! Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dollars? I don't like U.S. dollars. I want Canadian dollars, Australian dollars. Yeah, but now we are getting even less value for the dollars that was already in the box. <laughs> to be fair, I guess they could probably include money in the Australian set and make it equally expensive as it would be in Europe. <laughs> so. But uh, with that said, thank you for tuning in to episode 52 of the Old World Leaves A Warmer podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on the latest news and updates from the Old World of Warhammer. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. We don't have a website, but good luck. Uh, don't forget <laughs> to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest episodes and news from the Warhammer community. We appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you more exciting content in the future. Until next time, may Sigmar guide your path and the winds of magic be ever in your favor.